you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are off the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, Comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also as ye do. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we need your word. Your word is very plain. Your word is pure. Your word is powerful. Your word is personal. Your word is purposeful. And Father, I just ask you to help us to take in your holy word as we take in oxygen in order to live. Speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus. We ask you will to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It's not for us to know the times or the seasons. Because the Lord Jesus, the Bible says, will come as a thief in the night. And you know the thing about a thief, you don't know when he's coming. Some have been ready and some have missed it. I'm sure all of our law enforcement would love to know when the thieves are going to attack so they could be there waiting on them. But they always plan it, and they work at it. It's a scheme. They plan it. They make all the preparations for it. We do the planning. We preparate also to combat against them. But they come, and they rob us of our possessions. They take advantage of us. Let me tell you something. It's all of the devil. That crowd that steals is off the devil. That crowd that drinks and gets drunk is off the devil. He plainly makes mention there. We of the light. In other words, we who have been saved, we know what's right and wrong. And we need to let our light shine. Others, <clears throat> that others might see Jesus in our life. You see, it's amazing to me what God does with us if we will let him. You see, as we, if we begin this new year, we just might as well get ready because there are going to be some challenges in this new year. I want to tell you something else. You better get ready because we're going to go through some sorrows this year. We need to get prepared because God's going to bless us more than we deserve. 
I believe that God wants us to be successful. I believe that God wants us to be extraordinary Christians and not just an ordinary Christian. Now, when I think about this, you see, he wants us to be radiant. He wants us to be excited about what he has done for us and be excited in this life in which we live to be able to share the Lord Jesus Christ and to be excited for his second coming because that's on the calendar. It may not be this year, it may not be next year, but it's on God's calendar. He will send his son to get his church, the bride. He wants to be us to be full of hope and full of peace and power. He wants us to care. The world doesn't really care. People don't care. But we as Christians, above all, we need to care. We need to show others that we care. You see, I also believe that God wants us to be prosperous. And he wants us to be happy in this Christian life. No matter how bad things might get, I think how blessed I am to be able to call God my father. And to be able to call Jesus my brother. And to be able to have the blessed Holy Spirit of God that lives within to help me along the way. Things are not easy. Many of you went through a lot of hardship in 2016. But you made it through it. You made it through it. You see, the whole secret lies in this, putting God first. Putting God first. We were here on the first Sunday of the new year. And the next Sunday, we called the service because of bad weather. And I would never go any against our deacon's decision, and I told them, whatever y'all decide... I'll abide by. So, next time that happens, they did it for a reason. Because some of you elderly, you would be here no matter what. And if you had gotten hurt, fallen, we would have felt bad about it. So I've decided to be this way about it. I could have been here, okay? I could have made it. The next time we, I'm not going to say they, the next time we call our service off because of weather, I will follow that call by telling you, if the Lord wills, that the preacher will be here if you want to come. But I don't want anybody saying, oh, the preacher's coming, I got to go. No, you don't. You have to make that decision. You have to decide whether you should go or not. You need to decide whether it's dangerous for you or not. I don't know how many of you last Sunday, Lynn and I, uh, we listened to uh, Dr. Stanley two times, back to back. And uh, we listened to Dr. Wilton, uh, and uh, I have been with both of these precious men. I've been in person with them, and uh, I love both of them, and I love to hear them expound on the Word of God. But I don't know if you picked up on what Dr. Wilton said. You know, he talked about many churches being called off, and he talked about giving. And he said, next Sunday, those of you who called your churches off, you need to double up on your offering, all right? Now, next Sunday, I'm going to see what's in the bulletin. I'm going to see those of you, hey, I don't want you to raise your hand, but I guarantee there's some in here that watched and heard what Dr. Wilton had to say, okay? And our offerings today will reflect whether we're faithful to God or not. They will reflect whether we're committed to the Lord Jesus Christ or not. You want to be prosperous in this new year? You want to live a happy life in this new year? You want to have God to bless you in this new year? Then give what belongs to him, amen? Now, 
when I think about this, I, I want to be successful. But listen to this. I want to be successful in the eyes of the Lord. I don't need your handshake. I don't need your pat on the back. I don't need your hug. I don't need your kisses. All that's wonderful and all that's great. And if that's the way you feel, fine. I want to be successful in the name and in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when this life is over, and I'm living on borrowed time now, that thing's just cutting up, boys. I don't know what's wrong with it. You know, they say it don't pop with anybody else. I mean, there's some high-powered goings on right here. You know what I mean? Ah, boom, pow, fireworks. <laughs> well, anyway, praise God for it. Technicians. I don't know a thing about them. I can't even spell it and make sure it's right. But they, they gear me up like a mule every Sunday morning. Gear me up. You know, and I mean, hey, we've had the technicians come and they have looked at this thing and the head dog of the technician crowd put this thing on and walked all over the place talking. Never popped the first time. So boys, don't worry about it. Cut me on, cut me off. But don't forget to feed me. All right, I want to be successful in the eyes of the Lord. And I, I, I've got four things that I want to make sure I do in 2017. And I hope that you, if you haven't already made a commitment to God, I hope today that you would make this commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. First of all, the Bible must be a part of every day that we live. Every day we live, the Bible ought to be a part of our life. Not just laying on the shelf somewhere or on a table somewhere, but it ought to be picked up and read every day. We should start each day by reading God's word. I don't feel right if I don't. I'm sorry, I, I just do not feel right. Lynn and I, before we leave the bedroom, every God-given morning, we read God's holy word. If we neglect this book, we will starve to death spiritually. This book is good to live by. This book is good to die by. You see, God is in this book. He is in this book from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. He is on every page of the Bible. If you don't believe it, just start reading in Genesis and see how far you get before you run up on God. What does it say? In the beginning, God. Hey. All the way to the end of the book of Revelation, he's on every page, and he wants to be looked at through his holy word. I've heard people say, well, I just don't see God. Read his word. The reason we don't see God, we're not reading his holy word. Well, when I think about all this, I think about heaven. I think about earth. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand forever. It'll never pass away. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against God. Now, when I think about this, <laughs> you know, preaching is, is not a big chore, but it's getting it up first. It's getting it up first, okay? That's where the chore is. And, and I've, I've, I've got a book in my study, not that it's helped me any, the title of the book is just simply this, Preaching to Meet People's Needs. And I'm thinking, hey, two or three people on a given Sunday morning and you preaching and to meet every one of those needs, the only way that can happen is through the Holy Spirit of God. 
And so, hey, I don't mind preaching. Preaching's not a big deal, okay? I love to try to preach. Not that I'm the best pastor or the best preacher, but I want to do what God's asked me to do. But I want to tell you something. Listen, this word will keep you and I from sinning, or sin will keep you and I from the word. I want to be successful in the eyes of the Lord by starting every day out with a reading of his holy word. Right behind reading of his holy word, Lynn and I, we always pray. We turns about every morning. She has a long prayer list. I have a long prayer list. Some of them, she and I both have noticed we, we're, we're, we double up. I call some of the same names she calls. And listen, y'all, y'all are on it. Y'all are on it. You say, how much time does it take? I don't know, don't never. I don't have to worry about what, how much time it takes. God's not in a hurry. But let me tell you something. Prayer needs to be a part of every day. You know, I, I enjoy my physical life. I have asthma. I've always had asthma ever since I can remember. They say it skips every, every other generation and so my grandmother, 92, she died. She had severe asthma, choking. I've watched her many times, and I've watched myself, literally. I mean, just choking to death. I thank God that uh, our grandchildren, none of them as far as we know, has asthma. So maybe that blew that theory out every other generation. But if you have it, I, I feel for you. But oxygen is an important thing to our life. You try holding your breath. Just try holding your breath and see how long you can make it. You know, I don't want to think about doing without my breath. The same way with prayer. Prayer to us, to God, is what oxygen is to our body. You know, to have a good spiritual life, we need to pray because prayer is our spiritual breath. Men and women all through the Bible, you'll find prayers of them. Our disciples prayed. Our Lord Jesus prayed. Now, if he needed to pray, surely to goodness, I need to pray. He went to his father many, many times asking him, I want to do your will. I want to do your will. You'll find that more, I don't know how many times in the Bible you find I want to do your will. Why not us the same way? I want to do your will. What is God's will? God's will is to read his word and to pray, at least those two things. Now, uh, here again, if Jesus prayed, surely to goodness, I need to pray. And I want to urge you to start every day with prayer. You read God's word and pray. Third thing I want to do, if I want to be successful in the eyes of the Lord, I want to be a committed Christian. I want to be committed, y'all. I mean, hey, I, I have no business not being here unless I'm sick or on vacation, okay? And if I'm on vacation, I'm going to find the house of God somewhere or another. And another reason to play, pray for Miss Abby, because she sent word that she's going to a Baptist church this morning there in Oklahoma somewhere. She's already just gotten there. She's searching for a church. Listen, no one, if you're not working on Sunday, you have no excuse for not going to God's house somewhere. Well, I don't like it over there. We'll find somewhere else. And when you go out, ask the preacher, say, hey, you like me? You like me? So well, I don't like you too much, but I'm glad you're here. Well, it's okay. 
I've been studying about something. I don't know where I need to do it or not. I've been studying about putting a survey out on me. Not that I'm going to pay you any attention. <laughs> I did this one time in Earl's Grove. I sent a survey out. And it was a pretty good survey. I kept up with every word, all the negativisms. One was so funny, though. I mean, it really was funny. It just simply says, didn't sign their name to it, by the way. No more blue jeans in the pulpit. <laughs> Made me just want to bring a pair and lay them over there in the seat. You know. <laughs> just lay them over there. You don't have to put them on, just lay them over there. No more boots in the pulpit. Well, I guess you just get up there naked and see what happens. I mean, somebody being unescorted him out of here, you know. <laughs> well, people are amazing. I love people. Hey, that's the reason I'm here. I love people. I'm a people person. Okay? And so when I think about being a committed Christian, listen, every day all of our Bible reading and praying will be useless unless we're committed. Unless we're committed. You can read God's word, you can pray, but if you're not committed to the Lord, and I'm not just talking about church attendance, I'm talking about being committed. Listen, every person has a soul. Every person you come in contact with, that person is either on their way to hell or they're on their way to heaven. Do we care? Nobody's sitting in the middle. Jesus said, you can't, you either for me or you are against me. And when I think about that, I think of a committed life is very important, and that's what God wants. He asked every one of the disciples, come, follow me. What does the Bible say? Most of them say they dropped what they were doing, and they followed the Lord. But you'll also find in the scripture that many of his disciples fell away. They turned and went the other direction. They couldn't take the heat. They couldn't take doing it every day, day in, day out. You know, we need to set an example. Most lost people never read the word of God. You know what they read? You and me. They read us. They read us. Whether you believe it or not, whether you think so or not, they read us. Now, I want to live the cleanest, purest, most earnest Christian life that I can in this new year. I want to be successful in the eyes of the Lord. And so the last thing I want to make mention to you today, we need to give ourselves to somebody every day. Give ourselves to somebody every day. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the most reasonable thing you and I can do. And he said, don't be following after the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what he says he wants us to do every day. I beseech you. The word beseech means I beg you, I plead with you that you live for God. Is there anybody else worth living for? No. Anybody else die for you and me? No. It was Jesus who died on the cross for me. And it was Jesus who is going to come after me. 
Well, when I think of giving of ourselves every day, God wants the first day of every week. I don't know about your calendar, but the first day on my calendar is Sunday. Sunday. It's not the Sabbath day. Get that in your mind. As a Christian, it is the Lord's day. The Sabbath day was a day that was set aside for rest. Are you resting? No, we'd love to be somewhere laid up sorry, wouldn't we? Hey, just admit it. Human beings, we'd love to be laid up sorry, resting for tomorrow and the next week. But today is not the day of rest. Today is the Lord's day. It's a day of worship. So give him the first day of the week. Give him the first part of every day. That's the first part. The first part of every day. And what time you get up, listen, it don't matter if you get up at 4.30 in the morning, God bless you. You need some time with the Lord. Get up at 4.20. Read a few verses of scripture and then be on your way and think about what you've read. Well, give him the first day. Give him the first part of every day. And it's something that I fail. I fail to do many times. I don't always do this. But we need to give God the first consideration in every decision that we're going to make. He needs to be considered first. If he's not, then hey, he's second. He don't want to be second. And listen, another thing. Give God the opportunity to witness through us. We're his mouthpiece. We're his eyes. We're his ears. We're his feet. We're his hands. Give it to him. And then this last one. Give God the first dime of every dollar. If, if, you, if you be committed to those, those uh, five things, I'll guarantee you God will bless you more this coming year than you ever have been blessed. I didn't say you wouldn't have trouble. I didn't say some of us are going to break our hips. I didn't say some of us don't have knee surgery and all this kind of surgeries, heart attacks, strokes. I didn't say that. All that stuff is out there. Just get ready because something's coming, okay? But give him your life. Give it to him while you are alive, okay? I have friends right now that have died. They're in the mortuary. But they're gone. They've done left this world. Their lives have been spent. It's over with here. So how much change do you have? You know, I got to thinking about the bucket brigade this morning. I reached back in a, in a bucket that I got. And I, I, I must have had, and I'm not exaggerating, I must have had four pounds of money in this pocket. I'm, I'm walking like this, you know, I can't. I'm, I was so glad when Holly said we need to do it first. The kids are just chomping at the bits. That's okay, let's do it. You know, and I was able to pull out five or six fists full of money and drop it in, in different buckets for the little children. That has nothing to do with the tithe. That has nothing to do with the offering. That's just God's blessing, okay? We're teaching our little children to give. You teaching your children to give? Are you? Are you teaching your children to give? Not only money, y'all, giving of ourselves. When my life is over, what have I spent it on? I recently saw a picture and it simply said, who says you can't take it with you? This hearse had a U-Haul hooked behind it and they were headed out to the cemetery. <laughs> who says you can't take it with you? You mark it down, the kinfolk are there, they'll take care of it. Don't you worry about getting your stuff over there. 
Oh, my goodness. Well, listen. I want God to bless you this year. And I believe he will. If we'll just do what he says. Are you willing just to do what he says? Read the Bible. Pray. Be committed. Share Jesus with somebody. People need the Lord. More today than ever have. Anything can happen, y'all. Anything can happen. Just be ready. Be ready for what might come. You remember Jesus said, I will not leave you and neither will I forsake you. He's going to go with us. He's going to be there. So don't take him down a wrong road. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. God, I love you and I thank you for these precious people, Lord, a wonderful group. So blessed to be able to be the pastor here, Lord. And God, somewhere out yonder, somewhere out yonder, Lord, I know I'll be finished. My life will be spent. And I don't know who will follow me, God, but I know that you know and I pray in the name of Jesus you'd be preparing that person right now. They may not know it and I do not know it, but I pray in Jesus' name that you'd be preparing them for whoever. God, we'll love you and thank you for all you do for us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.